1: Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered.
2: Welcome to the Friends
1: the zone. My name
0: is Dustin.
1: I'm Francesca,
0: also known as Hey Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the
2: Friends All. Let's
0: start the
1: zone. Welcome to another Target bonus Episode of the Friend Zone. Even though this is the second one of this batch, this is also what like the fifth one we've done this year. So yeah,
2: okay, we have been it's time for one more again. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the last time we posted an incredible conversation about afropunk Reimagined, which was really really fun. I think we came up with some really cool ideas that we hopefully, definitely did. Come right? Up with hopefully, yeah. will manifest Look, y'all. So in Brazil, stage ever happen? You know
0: what I'm saying? Y'all know. What Where y'all gonna find us? Okay,
1: and so we wanted to talk about college this time. We have so many things to touch on too in this topic because think about it, college is a long process from figuring out what schools you're gonna apply to, having meetings with your college advisor where they're telling you. Honey, no, you'll never get into that school. (laughs) That's that's a reach. Try this one to the test, to the applications, to the visits, to deciding which one you're going to, to having that conversation with your family. And I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So we wanted to kind of touch on our individual experiences in that realm. So where should we start? Let's start at the very, very, very beginning.
2: Okay, because I know what I want to start with. Which one? <laughs> I, I got a, I, I got a 27 on my ACTs, and that's what I would like to share with the world. Those of you who took the <laughs> ACT test. I never oh, took yeah. the
1: ACTs.
2: You took the SAT? I
1: took the SAT.
2: Okay. See, I took the ACTs, and um, I got a 27.
1: Hey, what's and the difference? I just difference? wanted to uh, share Do with you that. know? Like, why are there yeah, two different Yeah, this is the difference exams. where, it,
2: like, smart and... no, I'm, Oh, you mean the difference between <laughs> <in> the exams. <laughs> I, I thought you meant the score. Yeah. <laughs> No, so one of them, I believe, like, um, generally, and it's funny because I know you came up on the East Coast, friend. Yeah. But generally, like, West Coast schools um, accept and, and seek out uh, your SAT scores. Okay. And generally, more East Coast schools seek out your ACT scores. At least that's how it used to be because I'm also that's 77 years old. So I'm not sure <laughs> Who knows what they're doing right, right now. Right, right. right. They the used to be like that. So I figured we'd start with the top.
1: That's so interesting. What about you, Asante? Ugh. Did you like exams and all that testing? They always gave me so much anxiety. I t- I had First to do the all... the uh, tutoring, you know, like the SAT mm-hmm, tutoring mm-hmm. and all that SAT prep because I was always so anxious, so anxious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I took one of them books and I winked it. Um, <laughs> no. So we have to start, since we talk about testing, we have to start with the annoyance with testing, the root of that for me, which was standardized testing, like taking any of those I, and, and then to find out these are like two different worlds. Right. So to go from like doing these bubble tests and, you know, maybe explaining the shit at the end or the stuff at the end, excuse me, to having to now do a bunch of. You know, make sure you read all the answers because just cause the first one might be right don't mean that another one might be right. Meaning that the correct answer might be the all of the above or something like that, like to really have to pay attention to these answers. Cause you know when you're on the bubble test, sometimes you can just I don't wanna say wing it, but you can kind of guess what's happening Context there. You can like, clues. Okay, I, I see <laughs> Yeah. SATs not so much completely different realm. <laughs> Luckily, Alan got to take it on one try, and everybody was like, Oh, you got a good score. And this was right before, because it used to be out of what, 1200 or 1, 1400? 16. And then, like, they. I think it was 1600. 1600. I it was sixteen, Yeah. I so think. 1600, and then they, like, doubled it now? What? Or something like that. Yeah, like, I'm out to lose. It's like, they, like,. <laughs> The scores randomly changed, and I was like, okay, well, what do I need to get to pass? And it was like 1,100 or something like that, and I got like 200 above that, and I was like, well, amen, praise God. (laughs) I was like, I just needed to pass. I didn't want to take this again. That's all I needed. And so I was just hating testing. I hated studying for it. They had like these random classes that you could take, and the tutor, whoever was doing that class, would never show up. So I was like... Is this <laughs> really a class or are y'all bamboozling us? Are y'all trying to just promote independent studying? What are y'all doing here? Because this is because every time the tutor wouldn't Well, because every time the tutor wouldn't show up, they would be like, All right, well just take out your workbooks. Um start with this chapter and if you have questions, let us know. And I'm like, Well why are we here just to do the workbook? Like it was a scam. <laughs> But SATs, ACT, that stuff is so, so important, Oof. and I hated having to do it because also taking the test wasn't good enough. You also have to pay fees for every time you applied to college, was a whole other thing. Right.
2: I would like to say one thing, right before you offer your view on the, the standardized test process, uh, friend. Mm-hmm. This is the one, th- the one thing I should say. The one element of our educations in high school and the way that we were tested that I feel has actually added value to my adulthood, right? The fact that you were taught, you know what, you have to read all of these answers because even though the first one may appear right, the wording could be off and the next question might have it worded right. To me, that is the one thing that they taught us that I could take with me. Like, you have to pay attention to everything and really be detail-oriented in your responses. I personally appreciated that. Like, that is the one... I haven't done a trigonometry equation in many, many moons, okay? <laughs> but I consistently have to think my way through stuff. So I appreciated that section. That's
1: right. All. Not half-assing the damn answers. And remember people would yeah. be like, if you don't know, it's always C, just just bubble yeah. see
0: <laughs>
1: We would always Whatever say that. the lie
0: was. Like, damn. <laughs> just go with this
1: one. Right. And it's crazy because it, obviously, like, when I was younger in elementary school, I did, I excelled, you know, mm-hmm. did incredible. I was that kid that would get, like, 98s and all the standardized mm-hmm. exams. And they would be like, oh, she's, like, the, you know, honor, like, the honor <laughs> she's kid. She's a shining star. The shining star. And they would always have certificates and da-da-da. And you just feel so good. Um, And then because of that, I went to private school because the teacher was like, Mm -hmm. I think you should go to private school. But that is where I was like, oh,
2: (laughs) this is... You were challenged a little bit more.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is a little different. And and I was literally never able to recover. Like, for real. It was just two totally different worlds. And they were light years ahead of us academically. And I felt like that catch-up game that I was constantly doing with math and reading and you know, they were on the civil rights movement in and, and elementary school. I don't even know what the hell we were reading, <laughs> to be honest. I couldn't tell you. I don't know the what... civil book. lefts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what, what book they ever gave me that they were like, here, read this and write a report. Like, we were just not at that level And so by the time we got to standardize testing in high school, it was like the anxiety I already had on me, right? It's like (laughs) this is just getting crazier. It's like snowball. It's a lot, and so I felt like it was a lot of catch up. Um, And I made it through, like luckily, you know, I would bust, but but the thing about it is you have to work like three times as hard, you know, like the extra tutors, yeah, the exactly. The extra tutors, the extra hours, you know, just really putting in just just to make it, just to be average, like with everyone else. And so I think I remember the testing process was just something that was not fun for me. I just always felt so, like, unbelievably overwhelmed by it all. And then, of course, the college advisors Wouldn't help because they don't understand what you're coming from, what you've had to do to play catch up. And they're looking at Mm. you like, oh, these are the schools you might get into. And granted, that's their job to kind of let you know the reality of your situation. But I felt like there was no empathy. There was never like an advisor or someone that really sat with you and kind of affirmed you in a way, you know, like, yeah. It just was you never. Just tell a me thing. the worst
2: possible outcomes of everything. it's yes. not guiding me or counseling me, and it's or crazy because
1: me. most of us have had that experience. Like when you talk to people, they they'll tell you, mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, a college advisor like almost made me not want to go just straight mm-hmm. up because they just kind of make you feel <laughs> like Based you didn't on their do something." Experience or whatever. Yeah. You know, people
2: have a lot of different reasons for that stuff, but I do believe that all students deserve. For that moment, choosing a, a college or university or a trade school or a cosmetology, whatever you decide to do but that moment should be an exciting, hopeful moment for yes. young people. It should not be something that makes them feel as if they're doomed. Or it less should in than. Fact be the opposite. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and like I said, the empathy is a missing piece. Where it's like they would make you feel like you did something wrong, you know, as opposed to like, listen, this is your situation and this is what we're going to make work. And you Mm -hmm. know what? I have a a perfect example too. like Claude. Shout out to Claude Kelly, one of our closest friends. He uh, didn't want to go to college after high school. Like he knew he wanted to work on music and they were so hard on him. I remember because we went to the same high school when they listed everyone's colleges on the wall and then like they didn't even put his name because he wanted to go to a music school, which was Berklee School of Music. And mm-hmm. for the school that we were in, that was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. not revered, Like it's not an Ivy mm-hmm. League. It just wasn't up and they're, there.
0: They're like, um, that's not on any of the lists that we like. Literally, or, or, like or, that's or not going to make
1: us look good for where our alumni are going. And so he wasn't even up there. <laughs> which is crazy. But look, How who cruel, he, right? but look who he ended up being, you know? And when they now, are dancers, and
2: songs now. And not Isn't only that, that, but
1: he's the one that they called to speak to the students a couple years back. And when they have those wall things with the like famous alumni or the magazines that you get to in your mailbox, highlighting what students are doing now in their lives, he's always at he's the top. He's all through that. That's why I'm like, it, it just goes to show, you know, we, we put so much stake on this chapter and moment in our life and what people tell us about it and who we are and what that means for the future. And then you really just never know. So I find That's that right. to be such a sensitive, fragile relationship in college times. And I, and I wish for that sure. people or really high school. Cause it's when you're heading to college and I, mm-hmm. I wish that the advisors were chosen with a little more intention and a little more training. To be honest, me
2: too, and a yeah. bit of a velvet rope because I want to look at someone who's talking to me about my future and feel like they're attractive. <laughs> so I think there needs to be another meter as well. I'm also, so mad at you. <laughs> uh, sometimes you may you may end up in the beginning, you know, with a slight from these these people and these forces, these powers that be. But in the end, you end up with a memoir title like Claude does. <laughs> now, Claude don't even know, but his memoir should be called "My Name Wasn't on the Wall." <laughs> that's a a memoir my name wasn't on the wall a memoir you know what i'm saying there you go
0: always on okay so i have a question Mm -hmm. what made you want to go to college like was it my mom your parents (laughs) (laughs) well uh okay well did (laughs) was there anything on on tv maybe that just made you think damn i want to go to school or that just looks so fun
1: okay yes um, I have to give credit true. to a different world <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the Huxtables, the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know how we feel how we feel about it now, but it's the reality. It was Theo
2: ain't did nothing.
1: <laughs> when they would have the the you know, the sweaters with the different college names and yeah. even just obviously different world, just the way that they had that whole setup and what their lives were like. It was different for me because I didn't have anyone in my life that was in school. So I didn't have any insight into that lifestyle or that as a goal. And funny enough, the college that I did end up going to, which was Oberlin, shout out to Oberlin, um, Heathcliff always had Oberlin shirts on because it was one of the first schools to allow African-American students, not one of, but actually the first. So he would always wear the the sweaters and stuff. And I don't know, it's funny because I remember Oberlin, Oberlin. And then it's almost like, I wonder if it was in my subconscious because I ended up mentioning that as one of the schools I wanted to look into when that time came. And I remember people used to be like, girl, where you get that school from? Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's so random it's not like one of those you manifested
2: it be Simone <laughs> I love
1: it <laughs> no you didn't and it was and but it ends up being the perfect school for me in the sense that it was like a really cool music school liberal arts yeah. college hippies like all the hippies you know went there and it's just like that type of artsy fartsy school so it was actually kind of perfect but funny that uh similar to Asante's question I kind of must have had that in my system from growing up and seeing those visuals
2: well my older sister and my older brother um went to college and so watching them do fun college stuff that's so cool going to and then you know (laughs) doing doing all that kind of stuff it just really made that section of life attractive and appealing to me and i was i was fascinated and intrigued by the the freedom of adulthood young adulthood like Mm -hmm. crossing that invisible boundary and i can do whatever i want to do territory which always was appealing to me even as a child i knew i wanted to be able to do (laughs) what i wanted to do and so seeing young people with that sort of freedom of autonomy was 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 definitely intriguing to me and influenced my decision to pursue you know a higher education.
1: that's so cool that you're (laughs) watching your siblings like i To go
2: to college. I did. <laughs> they were so bad. They were so bad. <laughs> and I just was attracted to that badness. I wanted to be just like them.
1: What about you, low Asante?
0: Key, low key, my, I have the same answer. My oldest sibling, Mo, when they went to college, We had to drive all the way out to like West Georgia, and (laughs) it was like me and my mom and Mo. We were just in the car riding. I was like, "Damn, this is far!" Like when I tell you they are getting the fuck out, Mo is gone. (laughs) And so then when we got to the college, I was like, "Oh." okay like so you really just gonna be grown now and then i got to like stay for a weekend too and they stayed on these like really flat cots it it was very you know comfy yeah you know it's college so it was like real bare bones but it was so like because i remember there being like literally like a wardrobe the little bed and like a desk and a microwave in there (laughs) and and mind you, we're in Georgia. It was super hot that summer. I just remember being in this hot dorm room and be, and feeling like
2: this box. must be what it's
0: like, to be, like what it, to be grown. Like, you know, you get to go to your classes and come back to your little, uh, little box room. <laughs> and then you get to go out on a town and club. Like, I was like, this is lit. Like, I, I can't wait to go to college. And oh, I was so I young. And that I was like, so I thought it was the, the business. It had to be. I was like, if this is an inkling of what I'm going to get. I have to go, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I love you saying that too because that reminds me uh, when I got to college. My roommate, shout out to Cideria, Um, she was from Oakland. You know, now and, and that was real cool because I'm coming from Harlem. She's coming from Oakland. Just two different experiences, but that still were like experiences, but that were still very similar in a lot of ways. And um, she had that luck where she came with her whole family. Like they drove it was her mom, her dad, her sister and they and her dad was so cool like he was like i remember he was helping her put up art and like helping her you know if she forgot something he was just driving to target together. yeah and they were getting her room together and putting the pillows and the bed sheets and the mom came with groceries and You know, her sister was asking if I needed anything. So I had a very different experience. I flew Mm -hmm. by myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) from New York because my mom couldn't get off of work. And I shipped some of the stuff to myself. So then I had to go get the boxes by myself, bringing each one by one because I couldn't carry it on my own. And so I remember kind of wanting to cry when I saw her with her family because it was just that feeling of like, damn, she gets all this awesome support. <laughs> I just yeah. was, like sweating, trying to bring my... And
0: I get to come from the post
2: office.
1: And I'm like sweating. You know, like it was just interesting to see the different
2: the difference. kids Mm -hmm. coming
1: in and you just seeing their different lives playing out in that new experience like because i saw you would spot the kids that are from the hood (laughs) that came by themselves with their little book bag and then the other kids that could still very well be from the hood because it's not to say that you know we don't all have our full families intact but just very different they're coming in their cars with boxes and and it was just kind of bugged out and kind of emotional, and I could see how most of us that, that did experience that kind of got tight in that moment of, like, we're going to hold each other down because we might not have mm-hmm. those same support units, you know, but, like, we have each other and we'll figure it out. So I made friends that way in, in that, almost like bonding and misery.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Where it's like we're gonna figure this out. But it's interesting that you mentioned that about driving because I always thought, like, man, that's so cool. And you would see that in the TV shows.
0: Yeah. In our um, mm-hmm.
1: movies, like, oh, they were driving my sister like to college. Yeah, there, and, then, and they jump then, and in then the, then the they wagon. Crying, leaving
0: and stuff. Right. I don't think me and my mama cry when we left. <laughs> we was like, all right, well. I just remember being so excited like you're you get a whole life now cool and my mom was just ready like all right well we going back so if you need anything we hugged and we was out like I just remember being like one down
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that now what about because okay so we talked about the testing the college advisors so what made you pick the school that you finally went with was it the one that you wanted? Was it money? Was it the one your parents preferred because it was closer? Like what made you have that final answer?
2: So I grew up in a household where religion was like the third spouse. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was, I had three parents, my mom and my daddy and religion. And <laughs> so um, the options were few. You know, uh, there was a misalignment in the perspectives that I had as yeah, you, know, you know, that I had excuse me, um, versus the ones that my parents and you know the organization that they belonged to uh, mm-hmm. had. So you know that was a, a tricky time. It was like trying to find a balance. You know that that show that we're talking about, otherwise, where he was on that glass bridge and one of the things might <laughs> yes. break and the other one don't. <laughs> that was that stage in my life, Fran and Asante. Okay, That's so true. I had to I had some figuring out to be done. Okay, and I did it and I did it well. Thank what
1: you. about your siblings? I'm curious. How did they get away, number one? And how did they finally decide on the schools they went to? Was it like a big fight with the with your parents?
2: I, not necessarily a fight. It was just a, a... There were two stones rubbing together when that, that, that situation occurred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there was just fire and brimstone. No, I'm just kidding. You have to... <laughs> um, Everybody just had to kind of grow. Was, there were growing pains in becoming fully independent and realized as a young adult that had to take place for all of us, me and my siblings. And so everybody's um, situation looked different, but in essence it was always the same breakthrough moment for all of us where you know you start to kind of make your own choices and you realize that you have the, the power to do so just by right and by merit of your age mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so f- having to realize that as opposed to having that – presented to you as a window of opportunity um was a tricky experience. So yeah. yeah. But we did look, looks like we looks like we made it. We figured <laughs> like it out. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't want me to leave. She was cool, obviously, mm-hmm. with me going to school, even if it was an on campus program, but she preferred if I had stayed in New York. You know, she just wanted me close, wanted to keep an eye out and have access. So understandable. But I was like, no, girl, like, if I'm doing this, because I already didn't want to do it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, When Asante asked, like, why did we do it? It's because as an as a daughter of an immigrant, you know they give you that whole like I came here with five dollars, <laughs> so
2: you have to give you, you a chance, man, you know, so, so you yeah. feel you like you, you yeah. have
1: to, yeah, just for them and so that she could have that, and so I did it, and so that was kind of my my like balance. It's like, okay, you're getting your degree mom via me, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do it my way, which was to go away so that I could have that experience without her kind of hovering and it was definitely a back and forth she got very very sad for like i'd say the first couple semesters of me being away she was like she didn't take it well it just was not good but you know like dustin said it wasn't an opportunity being given it was a, a a choice that I had made and I had yeah. the right to move forward with it how I pleased at that age. Cause you know, you're 18 at that 17, 18. So I bizounced <laughs> and honestly it was the best thing to do. Cause you got to grow up. Like think of first growth, semester. Yeah. yeah. That first semester you're like, okay, sitting in your dorm, you have your schedule and you can either jack it up and just let it all go to, you know what? Or Really sit in it, lean into your responsibilities and be like, okay, I know I don't like to wake up early or I'm not a morning person, so let me not do the 8 a.m. class (laughs) so I can sleep in, go get my lunch. Let me make sure I eat lunch instead of hanging out in the lounge watching Comic View. With my uh-huh. friends, <laughs> when I should be, you know, prepping for class and then going to class and sticking to your schedule, not missing too many days of classes because you're comfy in your bed and it's raining outside or whatever excuses we used to make. Like it's just a lot that comes into it, and and I think that first semester was really finding your rhythm on how am I going to juggle this and and do it proper and well without failing out. As soon as I get here, mm. <laughs> that's what it felt like. But what about you, Asante?
0: Um. Okay. So there's a lot of things that <laughs> that uh, that stuck out to me. So, firstly, like the first thing that comes to mind is, I don't really feel like me and my mom were having active conversations about where I was going to go to school. Interesting. Like she was she was involved in the process. I do. I must say that because um in high school. Uh, for the first two or three years I was in like the performing arts program then I fell out with that <laughs> and then I uh, decided that I was going to be a regular student and get it, get out and get on my own so um, performing arts colleges they have this thing where you can go uh, as a high school student and you audition and they'll uh, they grant scholarships mm. so me me my mom and mo got in the car <laughs> And we drove all the way up to Chicago. First of all, it was snowing. I was like, whoa. Like, I've never experienced this as an adult because I had family out there. So, as a child, I guess we was up in the snow. But... My mom was like, "You should be used to this." I was like, "I don't know about this." But <laughs> luckily, this was just for the auditions or for the uh, for the scholarships. I, it didn't mean that I was going to school there. Right. But when we were going, you basically uh, uh, you're auditioning for colleges, and they're going to uh, grant you these scholarships. So uh, Rutgers College was there from New Jersey. Uh, mm. Chicago's Performing Arts Colleges, like a couple of them were there, like a, a, all of them were there really. So um, I remember going performing, getting scholarships. But still not feeling like I was hitting those numbers that I needed to feel comfortable to be able to go to school and not feel stressed about not being able to afford going to the school. So I say all that to say, after spending the expense to go to uh, to perform for these schools, uh, vouchers to apply for these schools, I end up going to Georgia State. Which was not bad because it was a free ride because there was uh, the Hope Scholarship, which I hope is still there. But the Hope Scholarship was allowing students, basically, if you met certain criteria, you got to go to uh, up, public <gasps> school free. What? So Or at a very low cost, I should say. That's, that's an that's incredible
2: program. That's a blessing.
1: Oh, my Hell God. Hell,
0: yes. Like, top tier. Do recommend. But also, <laughs> do not hold anything against all the ones that... Decided to spend that extra to go to an HBCU because you know the AUC was right there, so it's like you could go to state or you go to the AUC. But I feel like they were close enough together to where you still get a little taste of both experiences. You know, you get the multicultural, but you also get all the the uh, all the all different variations of black. Everybody but,
2: um, I heard that went to that school says the same thing. You know, you're right close to the AUC, so you still get, you know, what I'm <laughs> everybody that <laughs> you know, everybody that right. you yeah. ever know, because. Your dress? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: That, that's that's the thing. Um, one thing that I love, though, it, it, I love that I had that to fall back on. Mm. I, I say all that to say that. Like, even though I spent that money, uh, going to school or deciding what school you want to go to is definitely an investment. Because doing those auditions, that sticks out to me that I really wanted to go to a performing arts college and I really wanted to be in a performing arts program. So I ended up going to school not for that. And it was not going so well for me. (laughs) So I say to you... If you already feel like you know what you want to do when you get to college and, and you know what college you want to go to, work to get to the college you want to be at. I like that. Don't settle because you're an adult. <laughs> like like y'all were saying, this is when you're really figuring out and making choices on your own because you're of age. So you want to start off not settling, if possible, because you know not everybody's going to be financially able or have the time to fill out all these papers to get these scholarships because that time sometimes is so valuable when you know you got to you know, work short term to get that paycheck mm-hmm. to help out the household because these are things that, you know, these scholarships, sometimes uh these grants, there's a lot of paperwork that it goes through. But if you read up on these things as early as you can, you have a, an open world of possibility to free money. That's all I have That's to say. That's such
1: good advice, too. Like, I, I will admit that I didn't know that much about grants and just the extra financial help because there were some kids that were so on it when it came to that, they were getting paid. I mean, I mean, there were kids I knew that were getting paid (laughs) two feet in college because they had so many leftover grants, and you're able to use that money. So they were, like, making sure they have food, their books were taken care of. Apartments. Apartments, cars. And not saying it like they were taking advantage. This was totally well within their right. It's just that they were good at doing their research and making sure they were setting themselves up for the future, whereas I didn't know about that. So Mm -hmm. I was the typical, like, working two, three jobs At the Mm -hmm. library, tutoring, you know, local this and that, just to be able to work, study, to sustain and be, because the books were so expensive. They don't tell you that part. You think
2: and the sellback. Oh
1: my god, you get nothing. You what? might as well
2: take your textbooks to GameStop because you get the same amount, <laughs> right nothing for them. I tell you what else. That is um. Dang, I just lost my train of thought. It was something I was gonna say about that process with the books. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Maybe it'll come back.
2: Yeah, We're not to be touching on so many good things. Right.
1: It's just like the the work study. Maybe that'll trigger the thought. Maybe it'll come back. Right. But work study and and. You know, you're already having the challenge of balancing this new life, but then now you got to add two three jobs on top of it. And then it's not like because you're working those three jobs, you have all this money to spend. It's really not a lot of money, so you're working no. it, you're tired, and still broke. And then you graduate and still have a gazillion dollars to pay off. You know that I've just paid off maybe 10-15 years after I graduated. So It it, like Asante, I think that was great advice to tell people to really look into these grants. And remember, we Mm -hmm. had an episode years ago where we were saying we wish college was a little later in life, Mm -hmm. you know, because there are developmental aspects that were very helpful. Like, I do think at 18, it did give me some structure. It gave you the reality of like, okay, if you don't do this, these are the consequences. Mm -hmm. If you do this, this is how much easier life will be. Boom. You had a choice. I did, I think that that was extremely valuable. And even the social aspect, being in this place with all these people from around the world, and like it was yeah. so cool and learning to interact and the way that that developed me as a human. But as far Very as choosing valuable. a major <laughs> and deciding oh no. what you want to do, quote unquote, with the rest of your life. That made no sense. An 18 year old has no sense of any of that and should not be choosing a degree that will determine anything in their life. Most of us have degrees and don't even use them or have Which is nothing why, to do with what we studied.
2: <laughs> yeah, Fran, that's why you young. see these people with these dramatic career pivots, you know, that mm-hmm. take place in their 30s. You don't really have, well, not, it's not an issue of really having it. You do not have. Lived experience, you 18, know, beyond being bro, in your parents' like, house at eighteen, and on. those are the things that teach you about what that—that's how you identify your passions. That's how you identify what's important to you, what what areas of society and the world you want to give back to, contribute to. Right. All of those. The summation of all that is what your passion is defined by, and how you therein find your life's work. I don't know how they expect somebody that's only nine <laughs> twice. You only you turned—you've been nine years old nine twice, twice. by eighteen. <laughs> I don't know how they expect you to come up with that at that point. It's just a bit unrealistic. It is, you you know. Mm -hmm. um, I really
0: feel like, I really feel like college should be free for at least like the first semester or the first year. Period. It should be free. Period. I mean, it really should be free. Period. At least give you some time to figure out like if you even like it, because it's like, you know, some people they pay that money, and they go that first semester, that first year, and then they go back home like, mm, I think I'm taking a break or and sometimes they go back later or mm-hmm. sometimes they're just like, that was not for Very me. you easy know what to I'm saying never go back. So it's like, there's no point in, and then you have to pay all this money so you're extra turned off because it's like, wait a minute, I went, I paid this money and that wasn't for me. Whoa. So I feel like the first like semester. So somebody should be like, Oh, this is crazy. Like, I need to get my stuff together because I have to pay for this next semester. Right. Versus it being right. like, you now are just having to do all this stuff and you still just gotta worry about this big bill at the end of it all.
1: <laughs> and I see people like Crystal who went back to school to get uh to work on her like clinical psychology degree and she's in class with younger people that are in college you know like in more of the traditional trajectory and it's funny how like they they will do anything to get out of assignments they're just like constantly going back and forth with the teacher about this test and that test and then with Crystal she's older she has more of an idea of what she wants to do with this degree. She chose, like, made the decision to go to school because she felt called to this topic. And she has the finances to pay for it because she's had all these years under her belt to get her career in order. So all those things already have her nervous system in a different place where she can be present in class and she's yes. interested in the conversation. And the work means more to her. She's actually excited to read the books because this is something she chose. Yeah, she's the teacher's a- pet. And, and she is teachers. But, and that's a very different feeling than a kid that feels forced to be there. Maybe that's a credit they needed. They're tired. They are probably Completely have to go to work different. after class or came from work before class. There's just so much going on. And, and it just goes to show how different she is receiving that class than the younger kids that are just taking it because God knows why they feel they have to. It's just a different thing.
0: Do you remember student dues? Mm -hmm. yeah like in high school Mm -hmm. did do you remember when you had to like when student dues like came up like i just remember them coming up like i never remember student dues being like a thing i was told about like at the beginning of the year or whatever you know what i'm saying i just feel like some at some point i would uh have to get like a transcript or something they would be like oh you owe your student dues and i'm like (laughs) what are these, like, what are you talking a about? Scam. Like, a scam. <laughs> and but so between having never been told about student dues and having, like, I, I just feel like these are the, I, I'm pivoting a little bit. These are the things in high school I wish that I would have uh, been a little bit more prepped for before going into college so I could have had a better understanding on how I was going to use my time. Mm-hmm. Um So student dues was one because it was like, you know, they went up every year. So by junior year, when I'm requesting my transcript, y'all telling me I owe uh, 75 a $100, when y'all were like, if you would have paid it freshman year, it was only 15. I never knew that this was a thing. That was one thing, right? That was the first scam. Second scam, credits. In high school, credits were a scam. Well, credits are a scam. <laughs> like, in high school, you know, you need a certain amount of credits to graduate. I met this, this, this system of credits early like my junior year i was doing like work study junior year and i was like i should be able to graduate by the end of this year they had to keep me because of county stuff whatever i don't even want to get into that part but then uh senior year i had to do work study again because i just had those two extra few periods because i didn't need those extra credits because i couldn't transfer any extra particular credits to college anyway I wish I would have had a better understanding of that credit system at the beginning of my high school experience Mm. so I could have maximized what credits I was taking to college because, you know, Yeah. yeah, because junior and senior year. You know, if you're or even maybe sophomore year, if you're taking those A P classes, you know, some of it those counts. count towards college credit. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have known if I was at least gonna be spending my time as opposed to taking off those last two semesters for work or whatever, if I would have taken those last two semesters for my A P classes, I could have at least shaved off some time in college. That's so, so real. I wish A, somebody would uh, tell you about the dues when you get there if they haven't, and B, tell you about the credits and say, you need to practice in high school, learning about this so when you get to college, you can maximize how many classes you want to take a day or when you take them so you know you're not burning yourself out or losing focus. Mm -hmm.
2: Again, more foreshadowing of life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, It ain't nothing going to be fair, and then you're going to figure out it was a way you could have figured out how to do all this in the first place, and it's too late. (laughs) More foreshadowing of life. <laughs> yeah.
1: And not only that, another thing to add to the I wish I would have known, you get so pressed to get in and taking all these uh, financial loans because you just want to get in and you just want to go without understanding what you're doing for your future bills <laughs> and understanding that. Because I think there's this element of like my parents are going to take care of it. Not th- It's weird because they never like say that, but it's something that I guess I didn't it's think about. It's kind
0: of like unspoken Yeah, I didn't think about it. You know, was like, you know, they've, I was like, they've helped me with college. Yeah. I mean, they've helped me with prom and, and school stuff. And this is school too, so... Well, I didn't ask f-
2: to be born. <laughs> you're so. filling
1: out the FAFSA. I never say it right. Is it FAFSA or FAFSA. 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 <laughs> you're filling it out. You're doing all this stuff with your parents, but you're the one... Who's going to be paying for this later? And there's this element of like forgetful, forgetting that or like not acknowledging that. And so I took out all these loans thinking like, oh, well, I just got to get in. I just got to get in. And then <laughs> you <laughs> that's another I wish I would have known because I would have postponed. I would have worked a couple years in between, maybe saved, maybe stacked. Like we said earlier, done a little more research on what. I could uh be eligible for, considering my mm-hmm, situation mm-hmm. that they could help, like I just wish I would have known more about that outside of the pressure of you have to get into college and go to college the summer after you graduate from high school. They expect it to be within that time frame or you're a failure, but I wish I would have known what forcing myself to do it within that time frame was gonna do to me in the future as an adult, trying to pay off that forced energy of the summer yeah. after 18 years old, you know, like it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot. To One think thing about.
2: I do like appreciate though, about now, like current times, right. Is that there's so much more accessibility to information, yes. pertinent information for and students people sharing and families and YouTube channels. Because mm-hmm. That's right. Because a lot of us may have been the first of our families to mm-hmm. go to college, get a college degree, whatever. Um, and now that is still a very um, common and prevalent circumstance, right, to be the first of your family to go to school. That still is happening today. But these students are so much more empowered because they have the Internet. They have social media. They have all these tools that kind of unlock doors for them, whereas yeah. it could have been like, a, you know, a handicap previously. Mm-hmm. So I love that, you know, from a ho- hopeful sense. It just makes you feel excited about these young pe- people who, are, who have these options and these choices available to them that we did not have necessarily.
1: That's so, true, because yeah. they have whole TikToks now that kind of break down, like, yeah. this is, what you know, how to help you with your finances in college or even with balancing your schedule. And just I love that. YouTube love channels that. dedicated to college experiences and even the social media influencers who are in college that can give you insight into what you're about to get yourself into. Like, so you're right, the internet has definitely changed the love access that, because we were going in... Cold, you know, just yeah. guessing.
2: <laughs> Even things right. like this Target Target's uh Black Beyond Measure campaign and the things that they're doing with these HBCU initiatives that they have at right, Target. Right, right. You see that, you know, you see it on on different items branded and different presentations that Target has. And so when corporations do things like that, it encourages people to to pursue those education opportunities. And mm-hmm. I think it's great. The more yeah. the merry oversaturated. Useful. Yes.
0: Yeah, and how useful. Okay. I want to pivot just again a little bit again. Yes, please. Campus life, off uh, off campus, on campus. uh, Which did you do? Which did do? Do you wish you would have done something different? Mm.
2: Off and um, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Bottom line. (laughs) I did on campus. First two years, freshman and sophomore year, I lived abroad. I I did the travel abroad thing. That's when I moved to Brazil my junior year. So I basically missed campus life my entire junior year, which was cool because when I came back as a senior, all my friends were like, get back because it's that wild feeling of like, yo, I haven't seen you in a year. (laughs) Um, And then my senior year, I did off campus. I got an apartment, you know, and and that was really weird. It was cool, but it was weird because you felt very disconnected. Like, yeah. you didn't see anyone because you're just walking from your apartment to class and back. And
0: You're not walking all through all you're the You're not walking through the quad. You're
1: not really going to the cafeteria anymore. Like, so it's just you feel so grown. And like, you're just kind of waiting for school to end. Like, that's how I feel. I just remember just kind of being like, I can't wait for this year to be over. Because at that point, you're just like ready to go. Like, you're just done with school. You're tired of
2: writing papers and having to check in. (laughs) Sick of all this because he shackles off my feet. That's how you feel at that stage. (laughs) Get me away from
0: Blackboard.
1: Right, but Um, but campus life was fun. I can't front. Like, just the weekends when you be in the lounge and no one has homework. Or you did have homework, but you just were like, ah, we're going to have fun during the day. And you just all in your PJs on the couch talking about whatever and then getting dressed later on. You go with your cute outfits and go get ready to go to the club in the city or yeah. whatever place you're staying in. And that was like a big deal. Or even like driving to get food was a big yes. deal. It was like such a luxury. Like, oh, we're going to go get food off campus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Big like deal. And it's things. so funny, like <laughs> living in New York, I've had, this is another thing that I've heard often, like when people come to visit New York or when people, you know, first move here as I've been living here, people often say like, this is so cool being in New York. It reminds me of being in kind of like on campus, like, okay, where y'all at? Okay. We're going to meet you over there. And <laughs> right, then like, just right, how right. people kind of scatter and crawl the island um, in different places and establishments. I love that. And I often hear that um, comparative analysis being made. <laughs>
1: and even new york I'm, the NYU campus
2: mm-hmm, i always mm-hmm. thought the
1: new york kids cuz i was, was living there i didn't i didn't go to school in new york but as a new york resident i always thought the NYU and just the local like colleges in that new area. york mm-hmm. was interesting cuz it was like such a different college experience like they're on the streets of new york walking to class and i always wondered what that was like cuz the schools I went to were kind of out the way, and it was very, right. very, like, college town, you know? So I always wondered what that experience was like. But Asante, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were going to say what your experience No,
0: you're all good. It's funny that you said that because, you know, GSU was, like, scattered across downtown. Oh, so, it so was you kind had of,
1: that experience.
0: Yeah, and it was weird for me because it was, like, high school for me. The high school I went to was kind of out, like, in the boonies. So it was, like, to go from the boonies high school So now I have to be downtown and first scam I learned uh, first college scam for me was um, I didn't live on campus. I was off campus, which was amazing, but campus parking because it was downtown an (sighs) issue for me every day. Like, there was, uh, first of all, there's tons of parking garages, but there was like a lottery system to be able to get a pass. <laughs> and so like, because there was too many students, I guess, too many cars. So they didn't have enough permits for the uh, people attending. So I'm parking on like public car, uh, public streets, ending up with boots on my car. Like just, it was terrible luck having to drive downtown to school. But I loved it because I got to not have to be in the mix But I had enough friends that lived on campus so when I needed to be in the dorms or whatever to be in the mix because uh, Georgia State used to own um, this housing uh, or this housing uh, on campus housing rather called the village but now Georgia Tech owns it but the village there was like the four different um, campus apartments or, or four different buildings rather. And so India actually lived in one tower so and good. a best friend that we have, shout out to Miriam, <laughs> she lived in another tower. And so it was funny. I always going on to one of their towers or something on campus. And there was always something going on. Like they were doing like midnight, do- midnight dodgeball, like all sorts of crazy madness on campus. So I was like, dang campus life is fun. <laughs> but then I was like, I'm glad I get to go home and I deal with all the other mm-hmm. stuff though. Cause you know, the hormones is raging. Mm-hmm. So couples is arguing. And all sorts of things that happened on campus. I'm just like, woohoo! Uh, you took you took my man, that type of thing. Like, <laughs> I'm like well, I am gonna just go on to my car because I ain't got to. Ain't nobody gonna be knocking on my dorm door tonight. Like, to see the action popping off in the dorms was always something. And the, I'm not going to that next point.
1: No, this is a perfect segue, actually, because my next question was gonna be about the experiences with roommates, if you had any. Did you have any? What was that like for you? And even if not a roommate, maybe you stayed in a quad or even just the dorm as a whole, like having to interact with people that you do not know. <laughs> like, how did that go for you?
2: I had an apartment. So I was introduced to like neighbors and the, um, though both the good and bad side of having neighbors, your own neighbors. There's a difference between having neighbors you know, growing up as a child and then had be, being the occupant of the residence and having neighbors for real, for real. Right. So I was introduced to uh, the other side of neighborhood apartment life quite early. And if that counts, then that's my contribution.
1: <laughs> 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 what about you, Assata? I had a
2: roommate. I, um,
0: <laughs> you know, when, I don't know what it's called, but freshman year, uh, when they put us, when they assigned us classes, They assigned us certain, like, curriculums based on... I'm trying to remember what this process was so I can explain it appropriately. But basically, uh, we were put in groups in freshman year. So it's like we would have some of the same classes, and then we would have to do this, like, um, campus class. Like, it was, like, all about, like, the the history of the school and the mission values or whatever. And so in that class, I I became really cool with this uh, girl, and we became roommates, and it was really fun Mm -hmm. Until it wasn't.
1: Ain't <laughs> that how it always goes?
0: But I still, I still love her. We still, we, we follow each other today. We still love each other. But but then, you know, we was both growing up. We was both learning. Yes. I think we just like we hard. we left room for that, and we are both doing so great. So shout out to you, Nikki. You're the best. <laughs>
1: Um. Yes, I have roommates. I had a roommate my freshman year. And then when I did my off campus apartment my senior year, funny enough, my roommate and I from freshman year moved in together and at our apartment because we were just super tight she honestly i didn't have a lot of issues with her the cool part is that we both had boyfriends back home in our Mm cities, so i didn't really have to deal with the like oh if i leave a sock on the doorknob like you know or her bringing (laughs) you know or me bringing dudes or us having to come up with some kind of morse code for you know i'm busy type thing so we had a lot of boundaries with that which was cool like we didn't have any issues and it really was just more so like when you know sometimes you have a lot of work that week a lot of homework or you're tired you just came back from your three jobs you have a test you gotta study for but she has a lighter week and so she wants to come with her home girls and they're in the room Because the way that it was set up was like you had to walk through my room and then she had the inside room. So she had a Mm -hmm. door, but you still had to walk through and then through
2: your space. Through
1: my space. So her friends would have to walk through and they'd be knocking, like, yo, is Seti here? And I'd be like, okay, yes, she is. You can go through. And we had a lot of the same uh, friend groups. So it was never like, you know, randoms walking through or anything. So it was a lot that worked out for us. Like there was a lot of alignment, but it was more so that just like, how do you balance when our schedules were just so very different? Uh, Cause she didn't have to work. And then I did. And so I was a little tired more and then our studies were different. So the workload was different and just balancing, like how do you shut up (laughs) when your roommate is chilling? But or how did she shut up when you're not chilling? Like, it was just a lot, a lot to do. with. so I think, but that's part of the growing up. That's part exactly. of the cool of that's trying exactly to, what I was about to say. communicate. How do we make this situation we're in work? You know? So I think that that was really cool.
2: And a beneficial skill that will take you far. Learning how to communicate with people who are different from you, learning how to find some sort of common ground in the human experience with people who have had a very different lived experience than you've had. I think that that is the real jewel of all that that time in your young adult life when you're in college and first being exposed to that. You know, having to cohabitate with maybe, or having to just understand how to. Share the same space with exactly. people you don't have anything in common with. Exactly. Um, another invaluable life skill. So there are several benefits to this experience that can be a bit challenging. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the <laughs> benefits, I think, kind of far outweigh the challenges. So,
1: And like Asante said, you're both growing up. There's a lot of development that's happening as people. These are very, very crucial years in your life, you know, 18 to like 22. Are you kidding me? So much is happening physically, mentally, emotionally. And to have to go through that with someone that you really don't know like that, (laughs) you know, in these very small quarters and shared spaces. And and then the way college works is like you get switched up to another person next year <laughs> just when you're kind of getting yeah. warmed up to this one person then they throw you in with a whole other stranger that you likely don't know either it might be someone that just came in it could be someone that you know but either way you don't really know because just because right. y'all chilled in class a couple of times or hung out in the cafeteria don't know don't mean that y'all can live in a space together yeah so it's just a lot emotionally and we definitely have some hard times like crying you know fighting there were times where I would be walking across campus and she would have on my coat or like a whole outfit from my closet and I'd be like girl what
2: like (laughs) oh no 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 you know so
1: it's like those boundaries that have to be established like it was just like it's like Dustin said it's stuff that is that does become useful but in the moment you're just like oh what (laughs) You know, but it it's cool too, because I didn't have siblings growing up. Yeah. I was an only child and I think what college did do for me is that it it allowed me to develop that part of me that never had to really share space with someone else, which was mm. also very, very useful for me, especially now as an adult. You know, you get in relationships, you're sharing space. Those are, like, <laughs> those are <laughs> skill sets that I can kind of plants. Those are skill sets that I can kind of tap into. I'm trying to think what okay. else. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You have a do, pivot.
0: Do you have... You know, college was just such a time, and there are things that are always going to be good or bad, so I always try to, like, stick to what could have been good, right?
1: Mm-hmm, right. <laughs>
0: okay. So do you have, like, a memory of, like, uh, I don't want to say a safe space, but, like, uh, like, a, a, a just an area at school you just really, like, escaping to? Uh-huh. I just sh- <laughs> <I laughs> remember, well... We're let, let me give an ex- let me give a, a an example of of where we could go like with this like
1: the library right? i was, was Well I
0: was. yeah okay so you have the library but there were these like red, <laughs> randomly there's like seating everywhere study in the rooms. In schools. Mm-hmm. but there were these really cool chairs and they like nook around and you could join them together and, I, and students would like literally be sleep in these chairs like nook together oh, in like cute. this corridor like the egg so, chairs some like, t- little egg chairs like, yeah, it's like they were like half eggs, like to the bottom, and then you would like kind of link them. Mm-hmm. And it was like you was in a hot dog bun or something. It was like, oh, this is so lovely. So I, I just remember students them. always like, going and chilling over there to study and I just remember there always being like a cool space like either inside or outside that I could just kind of go to and clear my head because you know when you're in school you anything can trigger like stress like from the boot on my car to my credits game to whatever I made on this test today like anything Mm -hmm. so I just remember having to be like all right, well I know I can't just drive home right now and I don't want to go get in my car because that will make me go drive home (laughs) so let me go on over to the seats and then I'll just go to the seat and try to get set and get get saved right quick and then you know you got like 15 minutes to get to the next class or however long your break is and then it's like i just need to reset so what is one of a a safe place that you had on campus Hmm. or maybe off campus
2: (laughs) um the mall the mall was always (laughs) a perfect getaway you would go to the mall and get because first of all let's not pretend like the clothes you had on weren't important at the time Right. it was the college was nothing but a fashion show whether Mm -hmm. it was I'm going to, you know, pull off this kind of hobo chic-esque look and make it seem intentional or I'm going to have that stuff on, you know what I mean, and go get the, you know, whatever. So the mall, believe it or not, trying to strategize the right outfit for the right function, for the right party, for the right whatever. You know, that was a time (laughs) of personal deep thought, fortitude even. Um, So, yeah, the mall. What
1: about you, Frank? Um, funny enough, the no, I'm no, nah, never really. I barely went in there. Right. Um, like when you first
0: said library, I was like, "Do I?"
1: But I know a lot of people, people that was like their their place. Like if you ask people, like where were you a lot in college, they'd be like, "Oh, I stayed in the library, just hiding out mm-hmm. in them little nooks and corners." And they would have the egg chairs in there and stuff. Honestly, being an introvert, my room. <laughs> Especially my sophomore year, the dorm was yeah, in. when I had my own room, I would just lay there and lock the door. My friends would be knocking. I just wouldn't open, put the blinds down so nobody's trying to be like, burn. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my room set up so dope. Y'all already know I was the one that people would come chill at because my room had the diffuser. I had the plants going. <laughs> I had like bed sheets, I had art, I had rugs. My room looked straight out of the dorms you they fake made in them catalogs. Then you, <laughs> you would walk in like this looks nothing like college. <laughs> but I made my room look like my bedroom back home. Like I had to. And people always love that. Like I went and had curtains, like real curtains, the sheer ones, you know, like the rugs so that when I came out the bed my feet were warm. You uh-huh. name it. So <laughs> little baskets you, you for my books. Own little paradise. I really did little baskets organizing my books and my folders and pens and and stationery and utensils and all that. So I always had groceries because <laughs> that was that's just me. Always had good snacks. So my friends always knew whose room to come to to chill at because yeah. you because it smells good and there's food. So really, it was either my room or the cafeteria with my friends. That's always been a safe space, the calf. The calf you Dude, know, like if you needed a little pick me up emotionally or mentally, you knew that your homies were gonna be in that one table that we just kind of designated. Yep. Yeah, so it was always kind of a, a safe haven, safe space to just like go to that table, see who was there that day, chill there for as much you know time in between class you had, kick it. Catch up, eat a little something, go to class, go
2: back to Steal food on somebody else's card. Still food, <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Or if the, the the ladies up in there knew you, you know they would just hook you up with yes, something. Right now there was and then, always that like Here had...
1: baby, you'd be like, thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you knew them, had... they'd do the stealing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> look, we exactly okay. We had a, one of those. Um, oh, one of those. We had a, a a chain restaurant in our cat. Well, a few of them, Ooh, mm-hmm. lucky. but this particular chain restaurant. Was like, I like I don't want to say it was part of it, but like you know how some of them look like they're built into like it's like you know if you see this food uh, stand, it's like the actual food stuff. This looked like it was like Georgia State's uh, version of it. So I was like, so they like franchised this out and just said, well, this is ours. So y'all just know that this is this, but That's it's so ours still. Anyway. The cafeteria ladies would always hook me up with an extra biscuit or something, and be and be like, "It's in the foil, so they can't charge you twice." And I'd be like, "Well, you didn't have to do that." And like, you know, you just come in here, you know, you and your friends be laughing and yeah. stuff, and be making us laugh. So kind. I was like, they was pro- the, ca- the, ca- so the
1: campus <laughs> angels. We always had campus yeah. angels. Look, yes.
0: I was like, they probably talked about us. <laughs> like that's why they gave us that blood. I was like, they was probably over there. They like we brighten their day because they be cracking jokes on us. That's why. But yes, loved loved the calf area. Yes, there was always, always some kid there was always like something lively happening, like people were always in their own little worlds and their cliques and gangs, and then watching them like come alive, and whoever was like busting out of time, I was like, this is so cool like. We're all grown. For real. Even though we're not. Were y'all were
1: y'all really social in college? Like were you going to all the events? Were you president of any of like the student orgs? Were you going to the you know how most colleges have like their their fake club? Like that club mm-hmm. where you'd go to the party in the in the college mm-hmm. or the house parties, mm-hmm. sororities, fraternities, any of that where you're like super out there and mixy. Just I was social, but I wasn't,
2: like, <laughs> I wasn't, like, president wasn't like of the of the audio visual of or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like but the Black
1: social. student body, yeah. you Yeah, know.
2: Black student union.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. of didn't join of of the uh the of affiliations, I did of do any of them. Yeah. I, like, but when it comes to the the social stuff <laughs> at the AUC, right, <laughs> They used to charter buses to whatever, or I guess whoever the promoter was at the time was chartering these buses mm-hmm. to this club. So I was just, I remember going with Anton sneaking on the bus because I wasn't a student. like. But they wouldn't like check. Well, maybe they were. I don't know. Anyway, I've been to the club with the, the AUC buses, like lit, lit, lit experiences when you're going out. But, you know, another bamboozle now, right? Because we got to, I just want to keep the people <laughs> abreast of the scam. You know how when you're out in the quad or whatever and they try to give you the free pizza and they really want to sell you a credit card?
1: Oh, listen.
0: When you go on these free little trips to the club, somebody is going to try to get you for some sort of... fake. uh, Well, what what are we doing today? Some sort of hookah service or something. (laughs) And it's going to be terrible because you're in college. So just be be aware of that. Or it might be awesome if it's something like brand spanking new and they just want to get people in there. You never know. Just know that with college, it's always just rolling with the punches. And sometimes you're just having fun for fun's sake. Like That's where you really start to do that in college. Because sometimes you can go to the club and be like, this is janky or like every like you know you're in college but everybody's old in here (laughs) sometimes you just gotta be like you know what we're grown let's party with the old folks you know you just gotta learn how to just live so live in college
1: well i was in ohio so the social scene was oh it was it was was, you know coming from new york it was different especially as someone who would literally been clubbing in new york since i was 14 Going Mm -hmm. to like Copacabana and the Teen Nights and all the stuff in New York. So coming to Ohio, no shade. Love all of y'all listening to us in Ohio. But it wasn't really, (laughs) you know, it wasn't really exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of my peers came from small towns. So for them, it was just regular uh, but I just kind of tapped out in college. I was like, I'm cool. I already did my thing in, in high school, so I wasn't really pressed. <laughs> but I, you know what I would, was cool was when the recording artists would perform at the college, because that was a big oh, thing, yes. too, when artists would yes. come. You know, I'm trying to think of who. Like, we have Bilal, like, a bunch of neo-soul artists come. I know, right? So it was, like, super cool. Um, a lot of the neo-soul folks came out while I was in college, and... I'm trying, to, I wish I remember more people, but that was cool for me the music scene, just who would come out. And even the local artists, there were a lot of really dope local artists that would perform at our school too. You'd always see the flyers and you'd be like, oh, who's coming out tonight to campus? And that was like really, really exciting. So I think that was probably as social as I got for the most part. <laughs> I, I wasn't part of no organizations either. Um, I did have a moment where I wanted to do the sorority thing because my best Mm -hmm. friend was a Delta. And I, you know, seeing like her grandma, her mom and her sisters, they're all Deltas, the legacy. And there was a part of me that was like, what if I started that legacy in my family? Because it was so far (laughs) removed. And my thing at that time was like, I want to bring access to all things to my family. And so like if I had like a younger cousin who was coming up, I could be that for her. You know, especially when you're the first one in your family, you just kind of want to lay roots as much as possible. Yeah. So I had that moment for sure, but it didn't. It then it ended up being something I didn't do. But I definitely wanted to be a Delta. Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Lenara look, you, who, look, not, who put that, that bug in out, my you ear. Finna you,
0: a, you, you finna get your honorary membership. Right, let's right. Be
1: honorary. Um, but yeah, the music and then just chilling with my friends. I feel like that was a social. We would go to some clubs in Cleveland because mm-hmm. Cleveland was like maybe a 30-minute drive, and that was pretty cool. Um, Columbus, Ohio was like a little bit of a farther drive, but mm-hmm. that was cool too. And But very rare. And the older I got in college, I just was like, I'm not driving out to no club for like an hour or two. <laughs> it just was never worth it. But yeah, no, just the music scene. That's really all that got my attention, honestly.
0: Okay. We talked about... I- uh, oh, go ahead, Dustin.
2: No, I was just going to say to wrap this up, right? I think okay. a, a great way to close this would be to talk about maybe some things that we would like to see differently. You know, if we could reimagine certain mm-hmm. parts of college, right? Yeah. Like some, if we could come up with maybe a couple majors that, you know, we see the need for now that didn't exist when we went, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some um, adjustments to the life, the lived experience, you know, in dorm life, you know what yeah. I'm saying? What would you change if you could? I'm going to tell you what I would change right now. I would make, Winning arguments, a a, a college major, a department at school. You could go to school for winning arguments at my college. I would teach that. It's a life skill and it's bankable. You can take it to entertainment and be on reality television with it and go to the top. I would teach people at my school how to win arguments, 101 and ahead.
1: (laughs) Well, I think considering social media is such a big part of our world now, I would Mm -hmm consider more majors within that field and not necessarily like here's how to be an influencer but like (laughs) like graphics you know graphic design that's something that's very important with a lot of brand work um pr communications things that are a little more customized um, and catering to the positions that most of these companies are looking for within the digital realm i think that that's something that When we were in school, they had communications and like media programs, but not the way that it is now. What I think
2: completely different now, especially
1: us being in these fields, we see the need for production, directors, videographers, Mm -hmm. audio. I mean, there could be whole podcast production fields in college now like do you want to produce do you want to direct do you want to write the script do you want to you know coordinate do you want to be the music supervisor like there's so many sound design I mean the levels so I think I, I yeah. think more digital based uh programming yeah, in college mm-hmm. yeah it would be cool that that cater to that since that's not something we had access to back then
0: yeah mm. Um, since wellness is such a key point of uh, mm. our show in life, it would be dope if there was like a, um, I I don't want to say like a, I, I just lost the phrase for, oh my God, I was going to say like a, a like a school, I don't want to say a school of activation, um, but a type of school that really leans into helping you uh, get to where you want to be. A type of school that's that leans into figuring out, like, hey, okay, you've got these papers doing. and then if you start to like lose focus, if there's like a check in, like an yeah. actual advisor that checks in with you, not just the one that you're supposed Therapist. to go check in with and you know, figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah, some therapy or something like it would be yeah. dope if there was a he- healing based learning. That's what the phrase yeah. that I had in my head. I love it. It would be dope if there was healing based learning. Like, just a way for people that are having these anxieties. Like, if if the therapist, they talk to, to them once a week and they're like, you know, what's your course load like? What's stressing you out? How can you alleviate this stress? Or do you see this as something that's going to come back in the future? Or, you know, do you feel, find this field stressful? Or do you feel like you can take uh, take a new field? Or do you want to do a double major? Like, it'd be dope if there was check that check in regularly mm-hmm. for people to just be like, you know what? I w- I've been able to vocalize what the hell the problem is. And I've been given some tools to either do it or I've been able to knowledge enough to make a plan myself thanks healing based learning like it would be dope if there was something like that
1: i love that and there should be free, Y'all have a free commercial. therapy on every campus for sure not a
0: commercial and they
2: can have a commercial like you know you know the one commercial for the one popular Get school connected. where they go <laughs> where they go um hey, you ain't doing nothing you're sitting on the couch with yourself you ain't doing nothing with yourself you might as well come on down here you know what commercials <laughs> i'm talking about 100%. the healing based learning center could have commercials Hey y'all. It's Dustin. From <laughs> you know, <that> sounds... <laughs> a total oh. gentle approach to the to the commercials. That would be hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you know how they offer like psychology and sociology and make that part of your coursework? Mm-hmm. Like what if there was like, you know, actual like, you know, uh, figure out your personal traumas. Not that you gotta share them in class. It's like, you know, you really just sit and do some work and figure out how this work might affect you later on in life or how you can get away from making it a bad happen now. There's just something there. It's a big thread. It's been a great conversation. y'all. I love Mm. that.
1: All right. Well, I think we covered our bases. This is a pretty, a pretty good range of college and the college experience. If there's any last words you guys have before we get out of here.
2: No, just do your work. Turn your papers in on time. Try to be as far ahead of the game as you can if you're in college, because you got a lot to think about and finishing assignments should not be one of the things that stresses you out. So I just say, stay on task. That's right. It.
1: Don't leave the ten pager the night before, right, please.
2: Don't get too far behind.
0: <laughs> and grant. And again, grants. Like I said before, it's a high school students. But you, if you are in college already, there are still grants for you for the next semester, or next year, and sometimes there's grants for when you graduate. You got grants right. for just being left handed, or just for being black, or just for studying whatever you're studying. So. Grants will save your college life if you feel like money is going to be the reason you can't graduate. And don't feel bad taking time.
1: Don't feel bad taking time in between. You do not have to go to college the summer after high school. Like, I know that's what they say. I know that's the traditional trajectory. But if you feel that you need time, if you feel that you need more time to think, if you feel that you just need time, (laughs) if you need to work. I know that's something that's going to be different for everyone because some families are like, "Uh, if you're not in college, then you're not under my roof. I get that. And it's easier said than done. But just try to figure it out and don't feel pressured because I think you end up wasting more time and more money going when you're not ready and going somewhere that you don't want to be.
2: And be honest with yourself because it's okay to say. I don't want to go to college right now because I'm too lazy to keep up with the work. Don't miss, don't misrepresent your intentions for not going with, by saying, you know, I'm just not ready. I'm just say it. I'm too lazy to do this. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? And I need to work on my discipline Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people misrepresent their laziness. They, 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 shrouded in other things and it's nothing more than you just being a lazy person at the time which is cool (laughs) we all have lazy moments so just say that instead of saying that you are a victim of something else because some of y'all just lazy (laughs) yeah
1: And with that being said, shout out to Target for another sponsored episode of the Friend Zone. This was the college edition. Make sure to check out the Afropunk edition if you haven't done so. And we have one more to come for y'all. We love you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week.
0: Stay black and protect your magic.
1: Peace out.